California adds more states to travel bans for state employees for LGBT discrimination. Also, Murray Energy ends up suing John Oliver over a news story, quote-unquote, from John Oliver's HBO program. And Justin Bieber is the first artist to hold three top best-selling songs simultaneously in the modern era. That's basically off all the YouTubes and the electronic things and more. Those are just three of the major conversations, some really major conversations we had over the weekend, and we will recap them all right now for the Daily Recap Podcast for June 26, 2017. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I'm your host, the moderator, the man behind the curtain, if you will, for this is the conversation.com website that offers up the best in conversations. It's the stories that are out there that people are talking about, the trending stories, the top stories, sometimes the really, really weird stories that people really want to get into. And we know because we put them out there for you to respond to, and you respond to them in many ways. And we're so glad to have you around. We do this all day long via social media and our website, this is conversation.com. And then every day we add them up, put them together, take a look and see which were the biggest stories of the day. And for the weekend, we go over the that past seven days for the weekend wrap up. But today we're doing the first daily recap podcast for the week. Of course, you look over the whole weekend from Friday to this morning, early this morning, the very first message we'll talk about as well. And we want you to be a part of the whole shebang conversation to be in, included in what's going on. It's very simple. Just follow us and react to the stories we put out there that you want to see more of or see more about. It's simple. Follow us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. On Facebook, look for This is a Conversation. And on our website, it is thisisaconversation.com. Stop by the website for plenty of great features and plenty of great tips for things you can do to get in on more conversations as well. Now, let's get into the stories we have for this week. Uh, the number one story for the full weekend, which will probably, uh, by leaps and bounds, about by about 100% of the next story, will probably be in the weekend wrap-up for this week even though it was such an early story, was an overturned oil tanker exploding in Pakistan. Uh, this was a big major international story, which is probably why it got so much attention so quickly. Uh, it ended up killing uh, 122 people in initial reports on the accident. It'll probably end up being a bit more once everything's said and done. We'll find out more details on this one as they've got getting into more of the autopsy of the ship, if you will, uh, for the week. Now, the next highest story, which was beaten by about 100% worth of responses to it, was a surprising one to me, but it's, it was a pretty big one to me in itself as well. Writer Kevin Powell, you may remember him initially from the first season of The Real World, went on to do a lot of big things in media and, of course, uh, ran for public office in a couple places. Uh, he's essentially uh, running around as a running around. He's basically a writer and producer these days. He is suing the company behind... All Eyes on Me, the the new biopic on Tupac that a lot of people don't like. We almost posted a story this week that listed all the people that apparently were unhappy with the way they were portrayed or Pac was portrayed in the movie. But this one popped up as an interesting one. He is suing the producers for copyright infringement. He's saying that the story they're using, the story they're basing things off of, which a lot of people, of course, aren't very happy with anyway, are based on his writings from back in the day, uh, based on some characters that were fictional characters that narrated a story of Tupac back that he wrote back in the day, are essentially carbon copies, if not flat-out stolen images of the characters that he wrote. So Kevin Powell was suing the producers of this movie. A lot of people are mixed on the movie. There are people 
famous people who aren't so happy with their portrayal. One of the biggest people that was really big on this is, of course, Jada Pickett-Smith, not happy the way she was portrayed in her relationship with Tupac back in the day. Uh, but there are a lot of people who are happy to see this thing being come, coming out and are just waiting for now a Biggie Smalls one to come out independently as well. We'll see if that happens, and we'll also see uh, how this lawsuit comes out. Now, Hamas banned dog walking in the Gaza Strip. We talked about this one a little bit because this was the first story we posted on Friday. A uh, very short recap on this one is... Uh, Having dogs, having pets in the Gaza Strip, a very poor area of the region right there in Israel, it's, it's, it's of course, big issues. It's disputed territory between um, the Palestinians and the Israelis. Uh, the, essentially, having pets is a symbol of freedom, a symbol of that, that they're not being backed down or beat down by the issues they're dealing with. They don't have a lot of water. They don't have power most of the days, but they do have pets, and they walk them fairly uh, regally. Uh, around town, in the markets, on the Strip. Hamas, who is the leading group kind of controlling the area, uh, is banning the walking of dogs. Not dogs particularly, but walking of dogs because for a lot of reasons. Number one, they say it's a safety issue. Women and children seem to be scared of all the dogs. And number two, uh, Hamas being a big religious bent, if you will, um, see the dogs, the animals as unclean, unholy, and they're trying to kind of clamp down on that. You can keep your dog, you can keep him in your yard, do whatever you want to. You just can't parade your dog up and down the Gaza Strip from this point on. Now, Prada is selling a money clip for $185, which is their right. The biggest uh, issue and what the Internet has a problem with is the money clip just looks like a big paper clip. And so, essentially, the headlines you see is Prada is selling a paper clip for $185, which the other punchline is after you pay $185 for the paper clip, you probably got no paper, i.e. cash, to put in the clip. You can check it out online as well. It just looks like literally a big paper clip. This is the story that I thought was sort of the funniest, although it ended in tragedy. A man was convicted last weekend when he stabbed another man because he said he looked like SpongeBob SquarePants. True story, literally true story. Two men were sitting out on in a, in a, in a in a room at a house, hanging out, talking back and forth, when one guy said, he just told the guy he was ugly like SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, that guy didn't like it, so he pulled out a knife and they had a little tussle. It was unclear whether he was stabbed or how bad he was stabbed or not, but uh, essentially the two split off, went away. The guy with the knife, who looked like SpongeBob, drove off and threw the knife into a river. The other guy walked down to a public park, a kitty park, and died there at the scene. Now, we know the occurrences or how it actually went down because in the room was the um, was, was uh, the girlfriend, the mother of one child's father in the room. The, the man who got stabbed, his, 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 his girlfriend was there in the room and saw it go down. So we know play by play what happened. And from that, we get the conviction of the man who looks like SpongeBob SquarePants. We'll see how jail works well for SpongeBob SquarePants man. Meanwhile, jail is not going to issue, but money will be for HBO and John Oliver. In the um, On John Oliver's program on Sunday nights, he did a story a few weeks ago on coal, basically because Donald Trump is trumping up coal as a great thing, and a lot of people have come to the realization that coal and coal jobs are going away. Coal industry is dying. There are some, some stalwarts where it's there, but as far as a growing industry for jobs, it really is not. 
the man behind Murray Energy is suing John Oliver for putting his company in bad light for the uh, in the episode. In fact, in the lawsuit, it's stating that Mr. Murray, who's in his 70s and is in ill health, will probably not live out to see the end of the trial if it goes to trial. Uh, so he's looking for a quick resolution basically to uh, to uh, clear his name of any wrongdoings for doing bad things for people in the coal mining industry uh, and trying to do it as quickly as possible, even if it is uh, posthumously, even if it happens after his death. We'll see how far this lawsuit proceeds or whether John Oliver, who has not shied away from people attacking him, actually doubles down on his play. Meanwhile, speaking of Trump, Trump actually sort of admitted that Russia probably had something to do with influence elections or trying to over the weekend. He said this, sort of. One, he said it in a tweet, and two, he said it bashing the Obama administration, essentially saying, well, why didn't they do it since they were in charge of the elections? Because it happened before I was elected. Which takes us back in time to a time where the Obama administration announced that these things are going on, and Donald Trump uh, didn't say much about it then, because at the time, A, the elections hadn't happened, so he wasn't president, and B, many people were basically discounting the fact that he could win. In fact, the win itself was a surprise on election night, and from that point on, that's when he's downplayed the Russia thing, because he is the winner. Uh, essentially, if Russia was actually mucking around with elections, that would make his actual win illegitimate. And whether it stays or not, that's where the big issue is. So Trump saying, OK, Russia mucked around with the system. But why didn't the Obama administration do more about it? Which of the Obama administration is taking hits for that? And B, what is Trump doing about making sure it doesn't happen again? Which right now doesn't seem like that's very much. Two baseball issues over the week, starting off with Tim Tebow, who we listed as moving up into a double-A baseball team in the Mets farm system. Not exactly true. Actually, not true at all. He's moving up to an A-plus, an advanced A level. So apparently, baseball in some levels are so kind of, you know, shady that there's, we you know, originally you think about the, the single-A, double-A, triple-A. Apparently, there's an A between the double-A and single-A. For people who really aren't quite that good, but need, but aren't quite as bad as the regular single way players, and that's kind of the thing. Many people who are scouting and watching Tim Tebow are saying he's not really all that great. You know, he's manageable. He's he's out there. He's not. He's nowhere near good enough for a, a pro roster, but or a, a major league roster, a big time roster. But the big thing is he sells a lot of tickets. The team he was on was on on the path to a championship for the season. We'll see how well the team he's moving to will do beyond that. But uh, right now, Tim Tebow, a fairly below average but serviceable player on the baseball field. Meanwhile, a very above average and right now more or less serviceable because of age, uh, we go to Ichiro. Ichiro Suzuki, of course, now playing for the Miami Marlins. He is the oldest player to start a game in center field. He turned 43 fairly recently, and now he is still playing and starting. And so over the weekend, he became the oldest player to start in center field in Major League Baseball in history. So congratulations on Ichiro for keeping it going, playing all his times. And we're pretty sure, even though he had some split time in Japan, that once he actually does bow out of the game, he's going in the Hall of Fame fairly quickly. Tim Tebow, we're still waiting on that one. Now, California added a couple states to its travel ban. These new states are Texas, Alabama, South Dakota, and Kentucky. So, you didn't know California had a travel ban? Well, yes, California has a travel ban, a very public one, if you're living out in the West Coast. 
for states that have discriminatory laws against the LGBT community. Now, this is similar to a lot of what went down in South Carolina after they passed the bathroom laws uh, that ended up getting them losing a lot of business, including the big sports business. The NCAA and the NBA are both backed out of the Carolinas for uh, dealing with anything just in the general area. And now uh, we're seeing that California adding four states to the list. The list is now, I think, nine. I don't have the other five um, um, states in this uh, copy I have here, but the list now includes uh, states who added new laws in the last six to eight months, that being Texas, Alabama, South Dakota, and Kentucky. So state employees have bans on going to events, con- not sure why they're going to concerts, but conferences, um, um, meetings, and whatnot with people from those states unless they get specific waivers for whatever. We'll see how long they stay in the ban and whether Donald Trump finds a way to make this ban work better for him than the other ban. A woman bites a mall store employee after attempting to steal a stripper pole. This is one that got into the list because it happened right here where I am in Little Rock, Arkansas, at something called a shopping mall. We have a few malls here in the um, central Arkansas area, one uh, in Little Rock uh, called Park Plaza Mall, and that mall has a Spencer's Gifts. If you remember them or if you still go there, you're probably, uh, I don't know who still goes to Spencer's Gifts, but apparently someone went to Spencer's Gifts over the weekend and someone tried to uh, get a stripper pole because that's where you get stripper poles. Which is actually the first question I asked was where do you go to the mall to get a stripper pole? And the answer is Spencer's Gifts if you have a mall and you still have a Spencer's Gifts. Um, The lady tried to um, shoplift the stripper pole. She was um, confronted by the store employee, you know, who didn't want her to steal the pole, and she bit the lady in an attempt to uh, escape. She was apprehended pretty quickly by security, and that's the end of the story. Not much more beyond that one. Let's let that one go. And Justin Bieber is the first artist to hold three top best-selling songs simultaneously in this uh, era of music, and it happens a lot because of the way music works these days. So the counting of music, the way things happen today are is a little sketchy with YouTube and streaming and actual album sales, which people don't really buy albums, so I guess download sales. But he's holding the top three songs right now in um all the land and of course it also gets confusing on who actually is doing the counting but he's holding top three songs in the nation or maybe the world and he's the first person to do that congratulations to jay biebers or jay biebs or whatever they call the kid and our very first story posted today is hurricane dora yes and all the jokes are coming along with it uh the forming in the pacific off mexico so mexico's coast is dealing with uh, the early remnants of Hurricane Dora. Dora will hit land in the next couple of days, we're sure. Uh, right now, it's just forming, and they're, they're trying to figure out how it's going to go. So how Dora will explore the Mexican coast, um, we shall see. And the jokes will probably continue for a few weeks as the storm passes, uh, hits ground, and stays long to whatever it does as heavy rain. And those are the big conversations we had for the weekend. So we're glad you were a part of all our conversations and very glad you stuck around to listen to which ones were the big ones, the most important ones, the ones you really liked. To be a part of the process, if you're not, you just heard the podcast and wonder, how can I vote, quote, unquote, to be in this thing? It's very simple. Follow us on social media, TH underscore conversation. It's us on Twitter. 
Follow us on Facebook at This Is The Conversation. And our main website is thisistheconversation.com. All you have to do, we post stories all day long, all weekend long. We, we slow down a little bit, which is why we do three days worth of recaps on Monday. But we do post things as they happen, more or less, throughout the day. When you see it pop up in your feed, react to it, like it, share it, love it, cry at it, be mad at it, because those are Facebook emotions. Uh, share it with friends, respond, reply, retweet, and go to the website as well and leave comments there as well. So we can see which stories are really getting under your craw or making you tear up and cry, which ones are moving you to respond. Do that and we'll know which ones to talk about, especially on the weekend for the wrap-up for the full week. We also want you to stop by thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel because we have a great deal for you. We work with various companies and various other political action committees uh, who are looking for information. They're looking for people to answer questions for them. And because they come to us, they pay us. And because we come to you, we will pay you. Now, if you've ever joined any survey company and you've gotten frustrated because you've had to do a qualifying survey every single time to get into the survey and it takes, you know, five, ten minutes to go through different surveys, they ask you the same questions over and over again, jumping through hoops, just to find out you don't qualify for the 85-cent survey, well, you've wasted five, ten minutes trying to earn 85 cents, which is obviously not a good use of your time. If you put yourself into the survey panel, uh, it's a quick survey we're going to give you. It's going to ask for your interests, the things that you'd like us to ask you questions about, plus a big section that lets you tell us, hey, these are questions I want to be asked. You put it down. We find a survey you qualify for. We send it to you. You fill it out. We'll pay you directly through PayPal, just like that. This is theconversation.com slash survey panel, and get in on that hopefully great deal. Hopefully you'll love that. Hopefully you love what we do here. I have to say I love you guys every single day. And I always end the the whole podcast with a big thank you kind of thing where I say thank you a couple times. But I do that because we can't do a podcast. We can't have a website. We can't have social media presence. I'm wasting my time if it weren't for you out there listening and responding and doing all the great things you're doing. So thank you so much for being you, for just being conversational, just having opinions and knowing the things you like to talk about and see in the news and what people are chatting about, barbershops and water coolers. If you go to barbershops, I don't anymore, no hair, and water coolers, well, we have a water cooler. If you want to get on more conversations, like we said, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, and, of course, on our website and respond. If you want to find out more about the other great things I'm doing, I think they're great, check out my main website, jclevenpain.net, and, of course, subscribe, share, and be a part of this podcast so that more people can get a hold of what's going on here. Rate and review the podcast if you will, wherever you get your pods from. We, we enjoy that. Send it to there and we'll figure it out. That Thank you so much again for being a part of the whole shebang. We're going again tomorrow, or all day, of course, on social media and the website, and tomorrow via the audio from the podcast from this conversation.